Performance On Demand Podcast, number 54. E- Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Performance on Demand podcast with Craig and Jeremy, where you will learn all things endurance sports from training and nutrition to mental strength. Everything you need and want to know in one place. Welcome back to another episode of Performance on Demand podcast. I'm your host, Craig Willard, along with Jeremy Brown. What do you do? What up? Post Iron Man. What's up, Iron Man? Are you an iron man? Uh, you know, just another day, another just, day, another dollar. <laughs> are you, are you down? You, what, so how was your weekend? It was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. So I, uh, went out and had a little bit of exercise fun with a bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, uh, three athletes racing with me. They all had good days. We did a little human science experiment along the race. There were four of us that did some testing for Memorial Hermann. So, Every uh, before the race, transition one, transition two, and after the race, they uh, we peed in a cup. They took one vial of blood at each stop. They pricked our finger for blood lactate. They did uh, pulse ox. They did blood pressure. They did pulse. They did uh, weight. So they tracked us as the course of the day went on, and um, some really cool stuff is going to come out of that. I've kind of seen some preliminary ah, stuff. It's, who did that? It's for interesting you? to see uh, Memorial Hermann Hospital. So oh, they're doing uh, their cool. sports science department kind of doing some some preliminary research kind of looking into some stuff and kind of toying with some ideas to see what does the body really go through in an Ironman. And what I got back from my initial results, uh, the sports scientist emailed me or chatting. He said, yeah, he's like, all I know is that your kidneys and heart took an ass kicking on the bike. So what the full data set looks like, but um, you know, it's uh that's all awesome. cool stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I had a great day, great venue. We got hailed on. It was about the size of your fingernail. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw the picture. Ridiculous winds blowing sideways while you're running. It was pretty intense. It was a pretty incredible day. Had a hell of a support crew out there for me, a bunch of the Monterey athletes and family and friends, and greeted at the finish line by one of the top pros in the world that has to be a friend of mine. So it was a it was a good day. Pretty had some cool. pizza and beer afterwards. So yeah. so and for those that are listening, he he is referring to uh, the 5K that no, <laughs> just that was, that was the best 5K of my entire life. <laughs> Uh, it was only 11 uh, half, was, it was 11 and a half hour bar crawl 5k <laughs> man that uh uh that was that was the toughest mud run i think i've ever done actually oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no what he is referring to is uh iron man texas that he just completed uh he actually went out there and slaughtered it didn't you That's, you did a real. you had a right. really good time yeah a good day yeah, yeah. good day it was uh, it was a tough day it's, it's fun it was, yeah. it was, and and um, it makes me hungry for another one just because of of the mental battle that goes on at the at the long course racing. Um, and it's I'm kind of I hit you up not I mean it may be a couple of days ago, but I said, man, let's talk about this and and you know the I think I called it the ebbs and flows or the ups and downs or something like that. But I didn't appreciate it when I did my first Ironman two years ago, um, and it really ties in great to to what I'm just going to jump right into it apparently, sure, but. Sure it really ties in great to what we always talk about. And that is, um, you know, just not, not necessarily, I guess, controlling your mind. Um, but you know, having thoughts in good places and, and really set yourself up for forward progression. And so 
Um, I knew it was going to be a tough day. I knew my swim was going to be slow just because of the amount of work I put in. I knew my bike was going to be fast. I knew my run was going to be solid. So going into the day, I knew I had to do those three disciplines and I've just broke it up. Okay. I got to swim to the turnaround. Okay. I got to swim across. I got to swim back. And uh, I'll talk about the swim real quick because what I, what I, it's weird because the day was so surreal to me that it's almost like I had an out of body experience. I'm watching myself make these decisions. I'm watching myself talk myself through the tough times, cheer myself on in the, in the hard times. And, um, and so like swimming down toward the, the swim, I saw the buoy coming up and I knew, I told myself this will be an anxiety point. Like, just like in life, you, you know, something's going to bother you, right? You know, there's a situation, something coming up and you kind of build yourself up for it. And, and I think you and I are going to have a great discussion on this because we have a little bit different um, angles on it, which is awesome. I think maybe for the first time in 55 podcasts or whatever, <laughs> but I, yeah, I knew yeah. that that's where people always get stupid. That's where people get kicked. That's where everybody tries to go to the inside corner. It's just going to be. And so I, I told myself, be ready. This is where you can get out of your groove. This is where you can lose your rhythm. This is where your mind can wander. Be sharp, be on point, be ready. And I worked myself through that turn, through the next turn and, and other little various points along the way. Um, and so I, I do it. Having done that, I know, I know, I know my level of mental strength and I know that it's an asset for me, but having done that, what are your thoughts on an athlete knowing it's going to be, this point right here is going to cause me trouble. What are your thoughts on, on an athlete addressing that out loud? Uh, it's starting to happen. I mean, it, it is the, you know, uh, you, you've heard me say it and you've heard probably other people say it too. And that is wherever the mind goes, the body will follow. And so if you, now, now you, you say that, and I guess I should probably credit you, A, first, because it's one thing to say, I know this is going to be a tough spot. I get that. But you said, I need to stay focused. I need to stay sharp. I need to keep, you know, that, that is, that's the critical component. Because what happens for a lot of people is that they will get, they'll start to get that influx of, of that anxious feeling, the sense of anxieties, where they tense up, they quit breathing, they, do all the, they quit doing all the things that they've been taught and training and they've been training to do so then they end up creating that which they say they're going to create or you know that that what they say they're going to experience but in your sense you know i i guess i would give you credit and say it's it's not that you i mean it's not that you say that there's going to be an issue coming up it's that you've said there could be an issue i need to prepare and so that's really more of a preactive phase of saying okay you know, whether it's however, now I would ask you, what did you do to prepare yourself? When you say I need to stay sharp and stuff, what is it that you did as an athlete to say it could come? How do I, how am I going to get through this? Yeah, good question. So what I, what I did is I just became more active on my sighting. I made sure I had a good line. I kind of, when I would come up to sight without looking around, I was always taking, so, so when you sight, you just, you come up and you just get a little snapshot and you continue your swim stroke. Come up and get a little snapshot. So basically coming up about water, you know, eyes out of the water like this to see what you're looking for just for a brief second. So you take these little pictures and then you piece them together. Uh, and I actually just got done watching your, your, uh, your video on your, your personal page or your, your professional page about the film. And it just, it just related to me that, but I just take these little pictures and you piece them together. And so what I did is I, I became more situationally aware. Sure. So for me, that's almost like clicking on. Whereas up to that point, I wanted to find a groove. I wanted to go, numb. I wanted to be just monotonous, very much like just, just, um, just steady, bam, 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 really rhythmic. But when you get up to that point, 
I made myself more situationally aware. I was aware of who was to my right. I was aware of that person on their back. I was aware of that person breaststroking, all within these little snapshots. So for me, I think me, and as I'm talking through this, we discussed it before. As I'm talking through this, I realized that I just got sharp right then. Like I knew I had to watch what I was doing and be in complete control of my destiny, my forward progression through this turn because it can get tricky. That's where it can, you can really get bogged down, kicked in the face, you know, all kinds of stuff. So I think for me, that was just me to say, Hey, Hey dummy, wake up. It's time, you know, get out of this trance that you've been in yeah. plotting along. It's time. Yeah. Well that, that, and that, and that seems to have worked for you. Uh, you know, there are, um, there, you know, there's research that goes in that says, you know, when we ever, whenever we think about what we do, we do it slower. You know, we, we process differently. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I think that even to an, to a point where, you know, when we're talking about competing and completing, you know, the old stuff. And, you know, if you're just trying to get through that period and, and you're not looking for being, you know, for overall first, and that's a whole different mindset, but it's not a problem really to slow down a little bit, to get through right. the tough part. You know, we talk about being, you know, give it everything you have. And, you know, sometimes when you say give it 100%, 100% means, hey, I'm going to back it down a hair, make sure I get through this appropriately and, and and without, you know, getting hurt or something along those lines. And then I'll pick it back up to where I need to go. But to get me through this sticking point, I need to focus. And maybe that is on, you know, strokes or where my hands are or, you know, where my what, whatever it may be. Form, whatever, yeah, breathing, and, and, positioning. And, right. And no, normally I would say – uh, if you're if you're spending effort, if you're spending energy focusing on form and things of that nature, uh, you're going to slow down. It, you're it's it's the only option. You you have to think about it. So when you think about it, it tends to chunk you or to you know almost uh, take you from thirty frames per second to ten. You know, it just tick, 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 right. tick, tick, and so everything slows down. But I think what you did there was 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 excellent, and I hope that those that that listen to this will take away from this podcast, especially in that area that when there are sticking points, do exactly what you've done um, to help you get through it. So it was great. Yeah. And, you know, there were points in time. I, I I do approach the long course a little bit different for myself. Um, I do approach the long course anticipating problems. And that kind of goes counterintuitive to the research and stuff you're talking about. But for me, it's, for me, it's more of a, a mental preparation and acceptance of, when it does happen, because you're going to be exercising for 10 to 14 hours when it does happen. Now, granted, I made it through the entire day and I didn't have any issues that were substantial, but I was ready if they approached. Now, is that the best way to approach it or not? That's what works for me. And this is the beauty of, of individualizing for athletes is some athletes, if you tell them, hey, you're, you're going to have five things that screw up today, they're going to get they're going to anxiety, stress. Other people, they're like, oh, hell no, I'm not. Watch me. Right. You know, and so that's kind of the beauty of coaching. You kind of you got to know that. And I know myself as an athlete. I know my mental strength. I know that um, that I'm I'm stubborn enough and stubborn enough to be dangerously tough. I guess when it comes to mental strength, and that's not always a good thing because you just keep plowing on. You know, but right. over the course of the day, I had you know I had um, we'll call it bubble gut in the swim for some reason. Eating the same breakfast I've been eating, I could have let that get in my head. And I thought about it. I'm like, God why am I feeling like this, man? This is, this is not good. And then, you know, you're, you're 3,500 into the swim that's supposed to be around 4,000, 41, 4,200. And you look at your watch and you know, you're on time, you're on pace to do a solid time. And all of a sudden when you get out of the water, you're like, 
12 minutes off of in your head where you should have been done. Again, another point that I could have let get me down. I just kept plodding along because at the end of the day, it doesn't make a shit. I still got to go ride my bike, you know? So, um, and then the other thing I told you, I, I kind of broke this race down into chunks, but on the bike is when it really hit me. And I literally, it's like I was riding above myself, watching myself. And it, it's hard to explain, but it's almost like I could see myself. And the, the example I use is, is like this, wee, yay, this is awesome. You know, this is great. We're going fast. Everything feels good. Just hang on. It's going to suck. And down you go. You know, and then, oh, right. wee, here it comes. Right. You go back up right. again. And it's just, and that's a little extreme, but you just ride these waves. And, it, and to me, I literally am riding on the bike, and the effort's really easy. And I'm thinking, man, this is so much like life. Like Iron Man to me is like life because in life things go up, go down, go up, go down. You know, it's always in constant flux and, and we can have more stability. Some people are more drastic than others. But to me, it's about minimizing the loss in the bad times and really taking advantage of the good times. And that's what I try to do in the race. And I want to hear kind of your thoughts on that statement. Well, I think that uh, it, it actually is. I mean, life is not perfect all day, every day. Uh, you know, when it comes to uh, preparing for for the ebbs and flows and saying that uh, there's going to be bad times ahead, uh, you're probably going to create them on some level. The question is, is you know, and, and we get we get really philosophical about this, but the question is, is did you create the tough times? Did you generate those internally? I mean, they we know they were tough, but did you generate those, or were they really there? Um, and you maybe even potentially reduce them on some level because you prepared for them. You know, when we talk about pre-race, you know, uh, we talk about the taper and we talk about how you should, the, the, especially the night before, probably leading the week leading up to uh, do visualizations, especially as you start to go to bed, visualize your process uh, of getting to the event and, you know, getting in the water and what it's going to be like. And, and there's even a lot of research that says, go ahead and, and visualize what's going to happen. Visualize having a flat tire, you know, visualize having a tough hill and preparing yourself by going, okay, cool. Understand it's a situation. Uh, what am I going to do? You know, how am I going to, to, uh, rectify this, this potential problem? You know, am I going to get off? I'm gonna take my time. I'm going to, you know, because, you know, in a sense of, you know, seeing a flat tire, if I said I had a flat tire and I sat there and I got so, I was so worried about the time that I spent three times the amount of time trying to fix the tire because I was doing it so quickly versus going, right. focus, let's do the tire. I'll get back on the bike and pick it up. But until then, and that's where I think that, you know, um, pre-planning in a sense of visualizations and things and saying, oh, here's the situations I could run into. And, and you made a comment earlier because you said, was it, did you used to say there was five things you're going to have five issues. If you didn't, if you walked right. away still having a, at least a finger, you were in good you're shape. Yeah. You're, you're a winner. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I think for, uh, the novice, those that are not in good, solid control, uh, from the mental aspect, I think they're going to look for them. I think they're going to find them mm -hmm. and then they're going to find more. And as soon as they hit five and they go, Oh my God, here's the sixth one. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, no, so, I, you know, I've never, I've never thought about that, but I think that's a really great kind of rebuttal to that is because there are some people that do that would become an anxiety and a stressor for them knowing, right. oh shit, I'm on number three, I got two more. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, right. You know, and, I'm not and, through the swim yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just put my goggles on my head. You know, um, oh, I forgot to get the soap out of the goggles. <laughs> right, and and uh, so um, you know, for other people though, it's like, all right, cool, bring them. 
Well, and oh, that's I got, yeah. It's, it's kind of the, the flip side. So I think you're right. I've never thought about that not being a one size fits all approach, and that's a, that's a great kind of critique on what I already tried to coach. It does work, and you know, uh, that's a long. It's, time. it's knowing your people. It's knowing your athletes. Yeah, it's knowing it the people you're dealing with. Well, and it's also getting them to a situation to where they're mentally secure. They're mentally yes. sound, yes. and they understand. You know, we we still are in this realm, and it, it doesn't matter if you're talking about leadership or you're talking about you know, life or you're talking about sports, it, it doesn't matter. There, there's, and, and this is what you, you know, one of your pillars of sorts is, is this mental aspect. And when we realize that the mental aspect actually allows us to achieve more and people apply it regularly, routinely, consistently, whatever you want to say, instead of, you know, it, you know, this isn't, this isn't like plan B, you know, this is, you know, shit happens and now I need it. So let me get a little bit of it. And then we'll, then I'll keep on right. about my business. This is something that right. it needs to be. This is like amoxicillin where you take it, you know, three times a day for 10 days consistently over a period of time. So that when, Practice. when shit comes down, then you have the ability to control those, those like you do, you know, we talk about this stuff right. all the time. So it's, it's, it's a part of your language now. I mean, it's part of your linguistics is, is you talk about the mind and, and that's been from working through these things for, you know, for years. So that's right, my take right. on it. No, no, that's, that's awesome. And, and you said something and I'll be damned if it didn't trigger me and then I forgot it. You see how that goes? <laughs> um, uh, but no, I think, you know, for me, um, oh, so yeah, I, I remember it now. So, so it's something that kind of created my coaching mindset was when my daughter was younger and you can relate being a father yourself, my daughter was younger. She was scared of the monster in the closet, right? Like most freaking kids are. And I don't know how I just made this up and it seemed to work, but I sat down in the bed with her one night and she was crying and upset. And I said, I said, is there a monster in your closet? She said, yes, daddy's in there. I said, okay. I said, I'll go over and look. So I went over, turn on the light, look, obviously there's no monster that I could see. Um, I, I had been heavily drinking, but anyway, n- neither here nor there. So right. go back and I sat down in the bed with her and I told her, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, what happens is the monster does not want to be seen. I said, so if you think there's a monster in there, you point at him and you say, monster, I see you. You can stay there, but you're not going to bother me. And I didn't realize that, but that was, you know, probably seven, eight, nine years ago. But for her, that empowered her. That made her think, whoa, I've got control. And so I would literally walk out of the room and I hear, monster, I see you in there. You're not going to bother me. Yeah. And and I used that theory with my like pre-race uh, race week stuff. I'm like, look, the butterflies are going to come. You're going to get nervous. That's fine. Accept them, appreciate them, but say, I, I see you. You're not going to control me. Fear. You can be right. there. Right. You're not going right. to control me. And so for me, this next part of my statement is um, going on to the run course. First lap was good. Uh, felt great. Had fun. Chatted with people. I get there and my support team of, of Kendall, Adrian, John, and, and the amazing crew I had out there, they were standing there at a restaurant, obviously drinking beer as they should be. And, you know, I looked at Kendall and I said, I said, the shades are going to get drawn. I said, it's going to get dark. You know, she's like, oh, no, 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 go do your thing. It's great. You're doing, you're doing great, you know. But for me, that was me saying, hey, monster, I see you on the backside of this run course on that little shaded trail and you're not going to mess with me. And so when we initially talked about it, I told you I had prepared myself. I said that out loud. Right, um, right. But I think for me, it was more of me addressing an issue or addressing a potential issue. Mm-hmm. And for me, that works because it allows me to identify and take control of the situation. So I don't think it's when we initially talked, I said, yeah, yeah. You know, I said it's going to get dark, but then I, now that I think about it, it's like, that was me maintaining control of the situation mentally. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's a does. little bit it different does. statement that I've made initially. No, it does. I, I think when you, when 
you have to have the mindset to be able to support that process. If your mindset is not able to say there's a difference between what's going to happen and me being able to control it or lack of control, you know, it's self-efficacy. It's the ability for you to control what's going to happen. And if you if you have a high sense of self-efficacy because you're confident, then obviously you're going to be able to say, okay, here's a situation. This is what I got to deal with. And now how am I, I going this. Yeah, yeah. how am I going to adjust this? Well, I'm not going to allow it to get me down. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Or I'm going to say, you know what? I guess I want to slow down a little bit. I'm going to focus more on, on you know, whether it's the, you know, the music that we make in our bodies. You know, our bodies are making all that music, whether you're on the run or the bike, whatever it's that, or whatever Brown it may be. Final, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so whatever it is, um, you know, it's your ability to take control. And that's why, to me, self-efficacy is so, so powerful because – when you truly believe that you have the ability to make something happen, when you are preparing for something in the advance, you you make it happen by, uh, you know, by changing your processes or adjusting on some level to make sure that that doesn't become a problem. So you said you said it. You said confident. Yeah. And and, and thinking about it, I. I know confidence and, and arrogance and cocky are often kind of put in the same box. Mm. I do feel that going into that race, I was very confident because of my training leading up, because of my preparation. Right. However, in that moment, I know that I didn't put in a ton of run miles. I know I missed some run stuff. But instead of focusing on what I didn't do, I became proactive. And so, so for me, for my mindset as an athlete, um, it's more about being proactive than being reactive. Instead of getting in a situation saying, oh, shit, this sucks. I want to say, for me, I want to say – Hey man, it's going to be tough. Let's push through. Let's let's do what we've been doing. Let's work for it. Right. Just like in training, you're you be you're you are being proactive by going out and doing that run when you don't want to do it right. instead of getting to the race right. and saying, "Oh man, oh, I should have done that long run." Oh dude, I missed it. You know. So for me, my mindset, and I think you're right. It it is about knowing who you are as an athlete or, or knowing who your athlete is to be able to help with this. I see you smiling. You got something good. Bring it. No, no, no. I, I, you know, I think that um, <laughs> the lack of confidence is arrogance. You know, when we when we're not confident, then we, you know, we feather up our feathers and we're like, oh, I'm bigger than I am. Really, that's when people get arrogant, they're not confident, and it's the total opposite of confidence. So, confidence. Dude, that's confidence like that. is confidence is quiet. Confidence is I don't need to say anything. I'll allow my work. I'll allow, I'll allow the response from my body, the the time, you know, whatever it may be, the outcomes that happen, that will validate me. I, I got That's this. Money, I'm good. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. you know, when you see the guy beside you and he's like, whatever, whatever. Now, is that the same guy that good luck the squat press one time a year of a thousand pounds? Is that the same guy? Probably. Watch yeah. this Instagram video. Here goes 1K, you weak little suckers. 1K. That's it. Done. Game over. <laughs> and I'm done. I'll see you next year. I'm out. See you next year. That's- no, but I, dude, I mean, that you you said those. I wrote those quote stacks. I think they're they're awesome. But, you know, when you said it a minute ago, I, 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 I was confident going to the race. I even told Kendall, I went to transition to drop my bike off the day before. And for my first Ironman to this one is a huge difference in, in mental capacity and mental ability, but also preparation. So, I got a little, I also, I got worried that I wasn't worried. You know, I got nervous that I wasn't nervous. 
Like I literally walked in. I'm chatting with people I knew. I saw a bunch of people in transition. It's like I walk in. I get my bike. I was like, all right, cool. See you all tomorrow. And we're out. And I'm like, all right, well, I should be more worked up, right? No, because I was ready. I well, was prepared. I was well trained. Right. And people will people will tell you what you should. You know, it, it's kind of like um, when you have your first kid. You know, when you when you have that child and somebody that's never had a kid goes, you oh, let me tell you, this. let me tell you what it's going to be like to have a kid. They're like, you don't even know. You know, so people, be shitting everywhere. They're gonna be crying all night. I know, I know. So people, people will they love to tell you what it's going to be like, but for you, it's all about where you know your experiences, your beliefs, your assumptions, uh, where you have been in your career, or whether where you've been in your training. You know, it's just as you said, it's a victory lap. When you run an Ironman, when you go to the Houston Ironman, or whether it's the Louisville Ironman, or wherever else in the country, or where, even if it's a five k, you're just providing. The, the platform to have that victory lap. I mean, just do what you've been doing forever. I mean, it's not like, um, you know, it's, it's not like it's something completely different. So people get worked up. It's almost like people get worked up to get worked up for no reason, no apparent reason. Right. Now, right. there is some, you know, we talk about arousal states. We talk about, you know, um, we, we talked about Love this on. Well, I mean, there's a point where you <laughs> need to not come in here, you know, thinking like, you know, looking like the guy that just smoked 12 blunts or, you know, you know, yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's a point where that's probably not going to work for you either. I mean, it's like I said before, if you, if you come to play football with the mindset of a golfer, we're going to have a problem. But if you go play golf with the mindset of a football player, you're going to have problems too. So there's somewhere in the middle, depending upon what you're doing, you want to be ready um, because then there's going to be a lack of performance if you are not aroused to a certain point. But Correct. no, I think that, you know, that to me, confidence is, is displayed by the fact of someone's quietness, you know, are their eyes jittering all over the place? Cause you always see that when you see people that are focused, when they look at you and they, their eyes don't wobble around or look at everything else, they're very confident. And when they're very confident, there's nothing to worry about because their, their self-efficacy, their ability to control what's going to happen is so high but uh, I got nothing to worry about. It's just gonna, it's gonna be fine. It'll be fine. And saying that, and there's a saying amongst uh, veterans and military people is, "He who speaks the most did the least." You know, you hear that guy with all the bravado talking about, "Oh, we shot this guy, and we did that, and we did that." It's the people that don't say shit that have been in the military that have some type of accreditation that you better watch the hell out for. Yeah, yeah. it's not the dude telling you what he has done. It's the dude that doesn't want to talk about it. It's the dude that's just <laughs> quiet in the corner, sitting here, nodding like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but that's that. That's that, you're right. That's the difference in in arrogance and confidence. I mean, that's the more I think about it, that's an incredible uh, statement. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, going into the race, you know, I, I think maybe and maybe that's why I, I could go into another race and approach it with the same mindset in race as I did this one. It may not work out because the level of confidence isn't equal. So maybe that's a that's a good reason for why I was able to actually pull off um, telling myself, "Here come the demons." Let's run full force at them, you know, right, and then right. and, you know, there toward the end, um, it, it got tough about mile 20, but I knew it would get tough about mile 20. So that may be a little thing there, but I started to have a little bit of knee pain. Then it was like, oh, shit. So what am I going to do now? You know, and, and um, you just and that's where I started focusing on my form, started controlling things mm-hmm. and just said, you know what, dude, it's six miles. Dude, it's five miles. It's four miles. You know, and then all of a sudden you're there and it's like, all right, cool. But it was that it was that proactive approach. It's okay. 
knees bothering you. We cannot. So the, the address, the way I addressed it is if I stop and start walking, it's going to be harder each time I get going. So I can't walk the aid stations. Sure. So then I started running through the aid stations, grabbing cups, doing what I need to do, get my nutrition in, <clears throat> not allowing my body to stop and kind of tighten up. And so, but part of that was the confidence. I think the confidence knowing I can get through six miles, you know, I've gotten to this point. I'm, I'm having the race of my life. Just keep, keep driving forward, keep driving forward. So, um, it's the old elephant thing, right? I mean, how do you eat an elephant in a bite at a time? One so, bite at a time. you know, sometimes the elephant has a baby <laughs> and things yeah. get a little crazy. But, you know, it's, and we talk about this sometimes in, in, uh, in some of my coaching uh, sessions is, look, let's, let's worry about the next fire hydrant. Let's worry about, you know, let's worry about counting the lines or the next know, row, the, the next yeah, mailbox. Or, or the, yeah, or, or count, you know, count the, the, the sewer drains or the manhole covers or, you know, the cherry trees that are on the side of the road or something to point to and make that small section that way, small section after small section after small section, you know, multiple milestones over a period of time presents a successful completion of that, that, that journey the, and the legacy. Yeah, that's true. So I tell you what, I, I ate a lot of freaking elephant on that swim. I was chewing on that elephant for a while. <laughs> I must have started at the ass end. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, uh, yeah, let's ask about this. What, how was the, what, what, what about your transition time? How was the, it was, it, so, so I got blood drawn. <laughs> okay. Was that I what? I peed in a cup. Okay. 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 I, I'll give you I that. Blood drawn. I know where that question comes from. I got blood drawn, peed in a cup. <laughs> I had to stand on a scale, blood pressure, temperature, heart rate. So all of that, and I still, still out-transitioned somebody. Uh, <laughs> I saw it. I think, was it like 12-something maybe? Four, 14 for the first one. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. what is he doing? Is he sleeping? <laughs> he's eating a sandwich. Tom told him to take his time. Damn it, he's listening. Tom, yeah, Tom was over playing cards. Uh, I love you, Tom. I, I love you. you. We had that conversation. Yeah. Uh, we had that conversation prior to the race, but um, yeah, man, you know it's one of those things. And you said we kind of wrap this up. You said it was a victory lap, and I told myself out there several times that day because the the effort. I tell everybody, man, once if you do the Ironman, you do the long course stuff. If you train right, race day's easy. Like race day's fun. Like it should not be. Right. You know, you get to the tip of the spear where you've got people like like Michael Klusman who went out and had a hell of a race. So he, he's killed the tip it. Of the he killed it. And he's he's not on edge all day, but he's racing pretty hard all day. So it's right. not as much of a victory lap. But for guys like me, you know, and everybody else, if you're not racing for like a Kona slot or a pro, you know, a pro card or something, the the iron distance race is so much easier than training. I got my ass whipped in training. Race day, it was like, we're good. Let's yeah. keep going. This is fun, you know? Right. So well that's um but but it's, it's the mindset that you have going into it as well. I knew it was going to be a fun day. I knew it was going to be, you know, a victory lap. I knew it was going to be enjoyable. And and I went out and I made sure that if it became not enjoyable, I backed off a little bit you hey, know, hey. or whatever I had to do to get back to the spot. Tom, Tom, I think he must be, Tom must be watching because he just posted on Facebook about it. <laughs> he, oh, said, he said, he said, hey, hey, treat me well. <laughs> But, you know, one last little – Love you, Tom. Man. <laughs> uh, we love you, Tom, literally. Uh, one of the last things I can say, too, from, you know, when you're talking about the ebbs and flows and you're talking about riding the waves, bring what – you know, when, when – and you mentioned it earlier, and I've used it with some very specific athletes, one we've already mentioned. Um, when, when you know the elephant is, is there, when there's that guy on your shoulder that's saying, you 
suck. You're slow. You know, what oh, you yeah. need to do is you need to welcome him in the cage. Is you say, no, 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 no. I don't, I'm not going to avoid you because if I avoid you, you're going to manifest into something so large, so great that I'm not going to be able to control it. But if I say, get in the ring with me, we'll see how this I mean, works out for you. They never show up. It's kind of funny how they never show up in the realm of where you finally go. Or when they do, they come and they go. They come and they go and they get out of there versus stay there forever. So you know, if you're worried about something, welcome it. Welcome embrace it in. It. Embrace it. And it will. It will. It'll get better. It really will. Well, And, and, and what, uh, what no non-parent ever told me as a parent is that something I would teach my daughter would completely impact my life and change the way that I help impact other lives. And that's that whole monster in the closet thing. I mean, I welcomed it in. I told her, I said, accept it. It it is what it is. It's there. Mm. And tell him he's there. That's cool. You can hang out there. I'll be damned if you're going to mess with me. So I think, you know, for me, that's, that always keeps my head screwed on. Right. When I start to get a little bit out there in in left field, but uh, I kind of feel selfish if you talked about my entire race, but that's really what, well, that's what we were doing here. I mean, that was the intent of this is to talk about the, the waves from, from racing. And it was just like an out-of-body experience. Like I could see myself talking myself through it mentally. And for me, that's exciting because that means that I still, I still have firm control on that mind game. Yep. And I learned more from, from this race by watching myself race than probably any other race I've ever done because I actually – everything that you and I have preached, I did. You know, all those moments that I could take advantage of an opportunity, things you and I had talked about, it just it flowed. It just kept going and going. I just kept riding the waves. And you just, just like life, you know, just like relationships, just like friendships, just like jobs, whatever. You just kind of ride it, you know, and you just minimize the loss and maximize the gain. And at the end of the day, it's net positive. You win. You win life. You win the race. You win whatever. Yep. You're further than you were when you started. That's for sure. I'm right about that. So. All right. Good topic, dude. I like, I like that we, we start, we, we have a little bit differing opinions because you come from a, you know, more of a studied research background with sure. that. But I think it's cool because you're, you brought that to the table saying, Hey, you know what? People who are newer to sport, they're not going to have, or may not have that strength, that confidence. More than likely, they're not going to have the confidence in the sport, especially if they're newer and, and unsure. And so you just kind of help shape the way that I'm going to start also working with athletes and stuff. So, so this has impacted me. Very positively. Good. It's it's you know it's a, it's a component of uh, a full package. You, you you can't just work on the body. You got to work on the mind, and you have to make sure the confidence is there uh, to some level. And the thing is, is that's the cool thing about confidence is that it's not um, it's not purchasable. You know, it's it's more of it's, not on Amazon. No, yeah, you can't buy. I mean, you can't buy it for you know with free shipping from. <laughs> you can get the drone to deliver it. <laughs> yeah, you get, yeah. Sorry, Amazon Prime isn't going to help you with your confidence. Uh, it's you to help. So. Oh, I didn't quote that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, all you have to do is give us a call, and we'll work through those confidence issues with you. We'll we'll help them out. But you know, the good thing is, is when you work with Jeremy through over there at Mondrite, there's. You know, there's such a strong component of that built into his plans that that you get it. Um, even if you don't work directly with me, you get it through Jeremy. So it's um, it, and it's, a, it's a win-win. The best part is when they when you don't know you're getting it. Well, yeah, that's true. You know, at the end of the day, you're like, you know, you'll be having a chat with me or something, and I'll say, you know, you realize you weren't. I know you're pissed off because you know you're, and I'll go ahead and pick on now because I love him, but you know, the pace that you just ran your half marathon at was barely your threshold pace a year ago. 
He knows who I'm talking about, Tom. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> but but it's the thing. It's confidence. Sometimes yeah. you don't realize you're gaining that confidence. You're gaining that um, those intangibles yeah. through through the training process, through hitting those those process uh, goals as you go. And then when that performance goal gets there, you don't you don't know where you're at because it's easy to lose sight of that. But um, yeah, that confidence is is delivered daily if you're accepting the critical component to confidence. W- one of the main ones is yeah. If, if you look in the mirror every single day, you never see change ever. You never Nailed see yes. change. Yes. But if you look at change from the evolution, from the perspective of if you're documenting, and especially with using the tools that you use, um, training peaks or whatever, if you put out, you know, your times and what you've done, and then you look at a three month stretch of time, you're going to see massive growth and opportunities or even going further, but you're going to see all that, op- that, that growth and development that you've placed over the last three months or six months or seven months. And so it's important to remember those and, and to congratulate yourself and to say, yeah, I did do a big, big thing here. And as Tom we started said, from the bottom, now yeah, we started at the bottom over here. Um, and now Tom's shown that he's shown, Hey, my times are, are, are completely different than they've ever been. Wow. I don't even know what to say. Well, what to say right, is, is right. good job on your hard work because that's your commitment and your dedication. No, what to say is the, shut up and get back to work. Right, that's true. You know, the coaches <laughs> can put all the training plans together that you want. The, to, the coaches can make you a pro, but you got to be able to put forth the effort. Yeah, true story. By the way, I, I want to take a quick second. Uh, this this podcast, I don't know if you know this or not, but it's sponsored by CraigWheeler.com just because it's a really <laughs> cool fucking name. But seriously, I sat while I was waiting on you to hop on the call. I sat and watched some of your videos here recently and admittedly – uh, bad friend here. I haven't been keeping up with them, but the videos you're you putting should. out, three and four minute videos. Yeah, I know. What did you just point at me? I'm not going to ask what that is. <laughs> it's a highlighter. Okay, yeah, no, put it down. That's awkward. Um, so, <laughs> well, uh, what do you do with these, Jeremy? <laughs> cut, cut. We're done here. Um, no, but um, it's, seriously, the stuff you're putting out is really, really good, and. and it's funny because everyone I look at, I, I see you, goofy, silly, drinking a beer in front of me, and you're like all serious with the shades on in the car, you know. But they're really, really th- – the content in them is incredibly good. So well, good. take Thank a minute, you. everybody. Thanks. Go, go listen to the stuff he's putting out. It's it's really good. It's a short listen. And if you're not impacted by it, I think he has a money-back guarantee. If he doesn't, I'll pay your money back. <laughs> that you, spend. You, so. know, you know, I do them wherever they – you know, they'll pop up. And I'll Notice start thinking that. about them. And, and I don't have any idea where they're going to be. But they pop so up. Who's wearing, like, wearing a beanie in May? First off, so shoot, it's got to be random. Shoot, I was take well. To put it away. I had I had just taken a shower and I was working on the house and and I said this <laughs> I said this hair is not this is not polite for internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I put my sock hat on and said, "All right, this is what we're going to do." I but, saw that. And I'm like, yeah, he had to have been like taking the laundry upstairs or something. I, I was, was working like, on the I house. This video. Yeah. But, but, but solid stuff, dude. Solid yeah, thanks, stuff. thanks for the thanks for the plug. I appreciate it. But if you want to get a hold of Jeremy over there, moderatemultisport.com, or uh, you can also uh, find him on Facebook or me over at craigwiller.com. You can also find me on Facebook as well. Uh, thanks Craig for listening. Dot thanks for – we, we do have live readers or live <laughs> – we have live readers. <laughs> we have live readers on YouTube. Uh, I don't know how that works, but apparently it works. Anyway, thanks for the live lifters. Looks like we have, you know, a handful of them, and we just kind of threw that out there last second. Maybe maybe we'll do those more often. Maybe we'll do that more often. But anyway, thanks, everyone. Have a good evening, and we'll talk to you next week. Later.